This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you like more information about what you hear on our fine show today, please go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And while on that website, click on the radio page. There's lots of great entertainment and past shows that my fine co-host Tony Shore and I have done over the years and lots of great educational opportunities for you on that website as well. Now, listeners, today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about retirement withdrawals and retirement accounts like 401ks and IRAs and, uh, and others are a critical part of anybody's retirement strategy. But you don't get to keep everything that you contribute to those accounts because of taxes. I mean, income taxes are often due to the distributions that you're going to take from those accounts. And the point I'm trying to make here is there are plenty of strategies to help you minimize your tax burden when you take withdrawals from those accounts. And so Tony and I are going to explore this topic with you a little bit more today. Mr. Shore, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for asking, Nick. Great to be here, by the way. I'm excited about the show. Uh, you know, you talk about withdrawals. The first thing I thought of is, well, the only type of withdrawals I have are pizza withdrawals. <laughs> pizza and, and then Coke, I'm like soda. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pizza and pop or <laughs> uh, pizza and soda or re- retirement withdrawals. But they're not the kind of re- withdrawals you're talking about. You know, withdrawals from laying on a beach somewhere. You know what I mean? Or traveling across the country to see the sights at the <laughs> national park. Those are the kind of withdrawals I have, but you have to make withdrawals to do those things from your accounts. And that's what we're talking about today. And I'm excited to dig into it. But first, I have to ask you, Mr. Jones, how are you? How have you been? It's been a good start to the year. You know, uh, things good. are looking up in the markets. There's yeah. been some nice things that have happened, uh, you know, and uh, I think that we're getting back to hopefully a normal pattern, market pattern, I'll tell you that. But um, yeah, I'm uh, happy to add some new education and ideas maybe to some of our listeners today. I'm excited for the show, Tony. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And I think it's going to apply to a lot of our listeners out there. Uh, I'm guessing the idea of saving money on taxes when it comes time to take retirement withdrawals is very important and is going to be intriguing for our listeners today. So how do you want to get us started? So let's start with uh, something pretty basic here, Tony, about avoiding early withdrawal penalties. And as many of our listeners probably remember and know that if you take a withdrawal from a traditional IRA or 401k before you've turned the age of 59 and a half, you're going to be taxed an additional 10% penalty. Um, You do have some opportunities to take penalty-free 401k withdrawals once you turn the age of 55 if you leave the job that's associated with that particular 401k account. Um, Additionally, you may also be able to avoid some of the IRA early withdrawal penalties if you use the money for a specified reason like a significant medical bill or college expenses or to purchase your first home. But it's important for us to remember and talk to somebody about that before you do it to not add insult to injury. Right. And that's that's huge. You definitely want to work with a financial advisor like yourself 
And, you know, a retirement withdrawal strategy is a good reason to pick up the phone, give you guys a call there at Jones and Associates. I mean, it's too important to do it yourself, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. And, you know, a lot of times it's just simply knowing what to do. I mean, that's right. really the truth, Tony. And, yeah. you know, uh, for instance, the next thing that I'll just mention is uh, lots of people have the opportunity to roll over their 401k without tax withholdings, but some people do it the wrong way. And so when they leave a job, um, if they don't do it the correct way, then they typically are withholding up to 20% just to cover income taxes. And, and the problem with that is if you don't put the entire distribution, including the taxes that are withheld back into the new retirement account, now you're going to owe income tax on all of that money, as well as an early withdrawal penalty on the money that you didn't put back in. And so there's many ways to avoid those types of things. Typically, when you work with someone like myself, we're going to help you with what's called a direct trustee to trustee transfer, or we're going to keep very good accounting records to make sure that it happens correctly. And so lots of times when people join our firm, Tony, or when they're current clients, uh, when they make withdrawals, I do that with them in a review. I call the 401k company. I call the uh, IRA trustee and I make sure that it's done the right way. I mean, why why would you want to uh, put yourself in a situation where you could potentially be penalized and taxed even more when just a simple phone call with your financial advisor can take care of that? Yeah, exactly. A quick call. I know you would love, Nick, to talk to our listeners about this. And I think it is so important. So we're talking about withdrawals, obviously. Uh, RMDs will come into this conversation at some point, right? That, Required minimum distributions. For sure they will. And, you know, we've done some recent shows lately about how the changes to RMDs um, are changing in 2023. And uh, really what, what changed is the age. You do not have to take a required minimum distribution until you're the age of 73 from your IRAs. Um, and the penalty for missing those required minimum distributions now dropped to 25%, which is great. Um, but it's something that you just need to think through and think about. Um, you know, the other thing that you can think about is if you're still on the job after you've turned 73 and you don't own 5% or more of the company that you work for, you may be able to continue delaying any type of, any type of withdrawal from that 401k. Um, if it's your current employer's 401k, this is not the same with IRA withdrawals. And it's something that you definitely need to be aware of. And then, Furthermore, everybody probably knows this, but the RMDH is steadily increasing. So don't get caught red handed thinking that it's 70 and a half any longer and then move to 72 and then 73. It's going to go all the way up to the age of 75 in about 10 years. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. And that's good because I think it gives people more flexibility. And as you've mentioned on the show before, this is important. That's one of the changes with that Secure Act 2.0 you've mentioned. And I, I think it is important to understand how this works. I, I mean, it wasn't that long ago uh, at 70 and a half, you had to start taking those uh, distributions, right? And then now uh, it's 73, uh, They uh, then it turned to 72, but they already bumped it to 73. So I think that's good. And then in 10 years, it'll be 75. Uh, a higher RMD age like that is something that I'm sure a lot of our <clears throat> listeners are excited about. That's a good thing, isn't it? It, it sure is. And, you know, one point I'll make right there, Tony, uh, a way to um, help yourself is think through that first year when you're going to take a distribution and don't accidentally take two distributions in the same year. OK, because remember, your first required minimum distribution is due actually no later than April 1st of the year that you turn 73. But from there, um, you know, your next and all other distributions must be taken by December 31st of each year. So, 
if you postpone your first distribution until April, you're going to have to take two distributions in the same year, which obviously is going to result in a significant tax bill or possibly even nudge you into the higher tax bracket. And so once again, you just need to know the rules, make sure you're working with somebody that's going to help you figure that out to not add insult to injury. That's the point here with taxes, especially. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Obviously, um, I think it's important. And if I'm recalling correctly from your previous comments on past shows, people will want to discuss beginning withdrawals before they turn 73 with a financial advisor like yourself. Isn't that right? That, that is definitely correct. This is a very good strategy that we talk with lo- lots of our clients about uh, and lots of reasons, right? right. Because yeah. um, while you don't have to start taking money from any of those accounts until you're 73, if you take some smaller distributions while perhaps you're in your 60s, it's going to help spread out your tax bill over more years. And it may also allow you to stay in a lower tax bracket and thereby, you know, potentially reducing your total lifetime tax burden. And taking 401k and IRA distributions in a year when you have low income, perhaps maybe before you've already started drawing social security is going to allow you to stay in even a lower tax bracket. And so it's just something you definitely want to think about. The other thing that definitely comes to mind um, with that topic is Roth conversions before RMD age. And so if you're 65, you've got eight years. If you're in a good tax bracket and you talk to your advisor to do some Roth conversions before you get to that RMD age, why? Because then when the money is there in the Roth, you don't even have to take an RMD when you hit the age of 73. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's that's a great point. And I think that uh, if people need to understand uh, how this all works. And I know that you can help people calculate what those withdrawals will be. And you need to work with a tax professional. I know you work alongside tax professionals to help your clients make sure that they're minimizing that tax uh, scenario in retirement, minimize that tax burden, uh, because some of these withdrawals can put you in a bad tax situation, right? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, if you plan ahead before retirement and work with somebody like yourself, you're going to help them so they won't end up in that situation. So they have a plan in place where they don't have to uh, have that tax burden in retirement. So uh, we should take a minute now, though, to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up a complimentary consultation. Sure thing. So the easiest way is just to go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of things that you can request on there, different educational resources that we talk about our show, on our show, um, everything from Social Security maximization reports to also, um, you know, um, um, no cost, no obligation, second opinions, um, as well as anything else. So, you can request a meeting right online. Go go to jonesfinancialtalk.com to do that, please. All right. Well, that sounds great, Nick. Uh, let's keep rolling. Uh, we've been looking at different ways to save money uh, on your retirement withdrawals and in taxes in retirement. What do you have next on the agenda? So the next one's a big one, and this is what lots of my clients consider doing, and it's donating some of your IRA distribution to charity. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And and so this is very, very popular. Um, retirees who are at least 70 and a half may be able to avoid paying income tax on some of those IRA withdrawals um, up to as much as 100000 for individuals and 200000 for couples uh, per year if they donate that money directly to a charity. Now, a qualifying charitable donation has to be paid directly, like I said, from your IRA to that charity. 
Okay, that's a very key point. And um, you aren't required to itemize your taxes to make an IRA charitable distribution. Um, you're allowed to donate to more than one charity, but you have to do it directly. Okay. And an IRA charitable contribution uh, will meet the minimum distribution requirements for your account. If you choose that, that's part of what you want to do. Uh, you may also donate a portion of your RMD to charity and withdraw the remaining portion as income. So it's very easy to mix and match whatever dollar figure you want to go wherever you want it to, as long as you pay attention to the rules like I just discussed. Yeah, that's key right there. And there are different rules and different amounts. And it is a good thing though. You know, I know, um, qualified charitable distributions are huge. And, um, some people even use them. Some people tithe regularly to their church, right? That's right. They give a certain percentage of their income each year to the church. Well, if you're in retirement and you're giving a certain percentage uh, to the church anyway, if you set that up as a charitable distribution directly from your IRA, you won't be taxed on that money that you're giving to the church. And it will, uh, it will actually, um, it will, uh, qualify as your required minimum distribution. That's a huge thing. It's a huge advantage for sure. Tony, I think that's a great advantage. It it definitely is for sure. And, you know, we talked earlier on the show about Roth IRAs, you know, after tax Roth accounts. And that's also obviously a a huge benefit for people because, you know, you can set yourself up with some great tax free investment growth and also most importantly, tax free withdrawals during retirement. Um, Clearly, you're not going to benefit from a tax deduction up front in the year that you contribute to that Roth or convert to a Roth. but you're not going to have to pay income taxes on any of the growth in the account. And, you know, when you take those monies out of the account, it's not going to be because you're forced to, right? There's no required minimum distribution opportunity or option or uh, um, rule uh, in a Roth IRA. So uh, it's a great thing as long as you hold that account for a minimum of five years. Okay. And um, most likely, if you're going to end up in a higher tax bracket during retirement, then clearly a Roth IRA or Roth account uh, allows you to lock in a lower tax rate uh, prior to that. And that's that's a very, very important point as well. We do a lot of Roth conversion projections for our clients. We've got some great software programs that help us outline that. And so it's definitely something to consider. Sure. And, and again, it's a lot to keep track of on your own. And that's why I'm glad you're here for us, Nick, and educating us about all these strategies, especially when it comes to taxes. Now, you mentioned charitable donations uh, a few minutes ago. Can you maybe go into a little more detail on that? Sure. Lots of people like to discuss this more. So first, Tony, let me just give uh, everybody a quick recap. So a qualified charitable distribution, or a lot of people call it a QCD, is, is an IRA withdrawal that's paid directly from your IRA to a qualified charity. And step one is to ensure that you meet those qualified charitable distribution requirements. And so uh, an IRA owner must be at least 70 and a half to, to make a tax-free um, you know, charitable donation. Um, people who meet that requirement are permitted to transfer as much as 100000 annually from an IRA to that eligible charity without paying income taxes on any of that transaction. Now, if you file jointly, your spouse is also permitted to contribute uh, an additional 100000 which means a couple could exclude as much as 200000 of their retirement savings from their income taxes if they donate it directly to charity. Now, 
If you donate more than the allowed maximum, it's viewed as income, and therefore you're going to be subject to, to some type of income tax as a result of it. Now, qualified charitable contributions, Tony, have to be made by December 31st every year in order to exclude that amount from your taxable income. You can't do it up to tax filing deadlines, which is very important. Yeah, because certain things you can do up until tax filing deadlines. The rules uh, allow a lot of things. Oh, even if you make this, do this or this before April 16th or whatever that date is this year, um, they say, oh, that'll count. Uh, but not this, not a QCD. It, it's actually kind of funny if you think about it. Actually, the things that count and help up till you file your taxes is putting money in mostly. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, putting the contributions in is what Instead gives you the tax away, break. <laughs> oh, you want to give your money away to a charity? No, we're, we're not, not going to help let you. you do it. <laughs> you better plan. You better <laughs> plan accordingly. <laughs> Only the government, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it is. It is ironic. Well, I tell you what we're going to do right now. We're going to take a quick break. We haven't take, taken a break yet. We're going to take a break. But Nick, before we do, give out that website where our listeners can go to set up that complimentary consultation or ask questions, find out more about how they can get a solid plan in place and minimize that tax burden. Sure thing. Listeners, just go to jonesfinancialtalk.com. You can request all that information on there. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk after this. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, an easy way to determine where you should have your retirement assets allocated is to use the color system for your money. We created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money, which is located inside our Retirement Income Toolkit. Download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us at 541-773-9567. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I want to remind all our listeners to go to jonesfinancialtalk.com, and that's where they can listen to this show. They can listen to past shows on other topics, or they can subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon all the major podcasting sites. Now, Nick, you've been talking about how to save on retirement withdrawals, and really that has to do with taxes in retirement. And I know you've mentioned this in the past, but I think we should talk about how to minimize that tax burden in retirement. Tell us what you do for your clients. You've mentioned to me before that you have a tax-free bucket and a taxable bucket of money, right? Definitely. And so before we start with that, I should probably give a disclaimer that I am definitely not a tax accountant. But Right. Um, you're not you a need, CPA. But you need to have these types of conversations and talk about those topics with your clients. And so you are correct, Tony. I mean, in an ideal situation for me, when I'm sitting down with a client that's retired and I'm looking at their accounts and we're doing a review... I want to see three different buckets if possible, right? And so what are those buckets? Well, traditional retirement accounts like 401ks and IRAs, like we've talked about, 
Roth accounts, like we've talked about, and then after-tax money accounts, right? Because the option here is having a different way to take money out of the account purely from a tax perspective allows you to manage the situation just so much better. I mean, if you're looking for monthly income and you know your income is going to be steady, that maybe pushes me towards a very specific type of account you're going to pull it from. Now, if you're going to take a one-time distribution for something large, like a purchase of a vehicle or some repairs on the home, you want to take it from a totally different situation in account if you can. Right, right. right? And so the you got to have that conversation. I mean, most of the time, Tony, uh, it might be boring for many of my clients, but when I'm sitting down with them, I'm looking at the tax tables and charts with them to help answer that question. And when somebody calls in and says, Nick, I need this much money for this, go ahead and take it from wherever you want. That's not the right answer. The right answer no. is, Let's talk about your income. Let's talk about where you're sitting for this year. Let's talk about next year. Let's talk about and let's talk about else. your tax bracket and where that might put you. You know, if you if you have all this money saved up for retirement and you're like, I want to buy a hundred thousand dollar RV. Yep. Are you going to pull that all out of a traditional IRA? Then Gosh, you're going to owe. Not. <laughs> yes. You don't end up owing like 30%, 20, 30% in taxes. You don't want to do that. That, that. That's right. And actually, you bring up a very good point. You know, <clears throat> in years past when interest rates are incredibly low, you have an opportunity to go and get a loan from a bank in a situation like that for that RV or for an automobile or for whatever purchase you might make. And you can just slowly draw money out of your retirement account, if that's your only option, to help pay the monthly bills. So okay? it doesn't add $100,000 all at once to your income for one year. That's exactly that's right. Why not yeah. spread that tax burden over many years? Yeah. And why not let the bank take the risk of having the actual asset on their books? You know yeah. what I mean? Because once you buy something like that, typically the value goes down not up. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. um, you know, another thing you asked me about earlier in the show that I thought is very interesting to talk to our, um, prospects about as well as our clients is picking different specific strategies in different types of accounts. And right. this is even more important when the market is volatile because you've got lots of great opportunity on the downside and the upside to think about where you're taking money from when you have this conversation and diversification of different types of tax accounts with your clients. Um, Lots of things that you can invest in will incur long-term capital gains rates if they're held for more than 12 months. Well, it's very important to know that going into it so that you can reduce the situation of right. having added taxes as a result of something, okay? Yeah, I think that's huge. Obviously, uh, that makes perfect sense. And um, these strategies we're talking about, uh, that's why you need somebody, a financial advisor, looking at the big picture. You know, and you also need to work alongside tax professionals. And I know that your clients do. They have CPAs. And many times uh, you have CPAs right there that you have them talk to. I sure do. Yep. Um, lo lots of our clients um, use um, a CPA that we refer out, definitely. Um, and, you know, it's important to me. It's, it's interesting, I should say, to me that many times when clients um, have a CPA that they work with that they don't know very well, the CPA asks questions when they get their 1099s. And it's interesting that um, some of those conversations can come up. I mean, you know, they, they should definitely be very well versed in when you have investments and how you take the money out of the accounts, how that's going to affect you from a tax perspective. Because yeah, uh, a typical CPA isn't going to go, oh, okay. I mean, some might, but the other was, what do you want to do? Okay. Or you did this, you know, whatever. They're just going to do your taxes for you. Yep, and they're going to look back at the last year 
And that's why you need somebody looking ahead. That, that's right. And, you know, it's interesting to me a couple of years ago when the markets were running very hot for three years in a row, four years in a row, right. you know, people that had um, money that were outside of retirement accounts had large capital gains implications, um, typically in those situations, because the market's up 20 percent. And if the portfolio manager is doing their job and and, um, and adequately trying to beat the overall markets, they're buying and selling to actively try to make a better performance return for their clients than the overall index markets, right? Right. But what happens as a result of that is tax questions, you know? And so I would get calls from some accountants that said, hey, um, my client has a, a huge tax bill. They owe five or $10,000 in taxes. And I say, yeah, well, they, but they made $50,000 last year. So, I mean, taxes aren't always bad is what I'm saying, Tony. I mean, right, right. you have to pay to play. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. wouldn't you rather win and get a nice return and pay some taxes than just not get any interest at all and not pay any taxes? Yeah, exactly. Would you rather have made a, a after tax $40,000 last year or would you rather, oh man, I had to pay $10,000. Well, that's because you made 50000 you're still up 40. That's right. Uh, would you rather not be up? You'd stay at the same amount you were last year because then you wouldn't have to pay taxes, right? You know, it's all about the marketing of how things work in the in the financial services industry. Another sure. quick thing, you know, is I've had so many clients recently because interest rates have gone up so much and they're coming in and, yeah, I got 100000 in cash at a bank and I'm getting, you know, um, 10 bucks a year in interest. I mean, rates have risen a lot. Our money market portfolios that are stable value portfolios are three and a half, four percent today. I mean, yeah. that's real money on a hundred grand. You can make thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars a year in interest in yeah. interest. Yeah. And a lot of people go, well, then I have to pay taxes on it. I go, yeah, but if you leave it in the bank, you only make 10 bucks. I mean, something to think about and be proactive about <laughs> is what I'm yeah. trying to say. You got to yeah. have those conversations with your advisor. Um, actually, I'll be honest with you. I think I'll go even further and tell you. You need to challenge your advisor to come up with some creative ideas to help you in this situation. When you go in and you sit down and you do reviews, ask some pointed questions like that. Tell me yeah. what I should do in this situation because they should know. Yeah. Yeah. They should know the strategies and it's all about doing the math, you know, figuring it out. Okay. If you make much this much here and you pay this much here, you're still ahead this much. Or if you move this over here, you only have to pay this. Let's look at your tax bracket. I mean, you have to look at everything. Well, we're out of time, Nick. It just flew by today. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? I would just encourage our listeners to go to the website again at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Uh, click on the radio page, listen to any past shows. I mean, this fine host of mine, co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, <laughs> gives me some great topics and asks me some great questions on the show. I mean, why not? Why not try to get some of that information and education, listeners? All right. And that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones and Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones and Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.